now. Okay, good. There is recording now. All right. Well, we haven't done this in God. What has it been like? Three it's months? Been yeah, uh, something. Life it's, it's been a little. It's definitely grass has definitely grown on the lawn since then. So quite a bit. You have a lawn? <laughs> okay. No, I, I hire people to take care so, of it. Okay. So. So the thing is, Jeremy's pointing out his watch being like, there's a, there's a storm coming, Johnny. Um, so apparently he might, we might be joined by a couple dogs, children, and Jeremy's wife uh, in here and in a little bit. So uh, uh, good morning, good afternoon, good evening, good night, my friends. Uh, welcome to Karate Without Belts, long overdue. Jeremy and I have had the uh, spring into summer uh, workathon happening on both our, both our respects. So Jeremy, how the hell are you doing? Yes. It's busy. I mean, it's just been exhausting lately. So, um, yeah, it's a lot of travel, a lot of, I mean, not like airplane travel, but a lot of windshield time travel around where I'm at. And it's just been go this part, go way south, go way north, go way east. You know, so it's, it's just just part of the part of the game, you know, so yeah. it's, just, it's just been busy, but I mean, I can't, can't complain. I mean, I still, still like what I do. So, so that's cool. That and the, um, rental houses down at the Lake, the Ozarks, they've been, they've been doing pretty good. And, um, almost had one dock start floating out into the main channel because, because the cable broke. <laughs> so that was, uh, that was an unexpected treat and expense I wasn't planning on, but that's okay. Unexpected swimming training. Unexpected yeah. flotation training. Well, at least I didn't get stuck out there. That's what I'm saying. So cool. So cool. how's training been lately? You know, it, I've it's it's been picking up. Um, I've definitely been focusing a lot more on basics, a lot more on analysis of technique lately. So, um, so that part's been good. So, okay. Right on, right on. Yeah, I've, I've been fighting kind of a, like Monday, Tuesday crunch to like start a week of training and then for whatever reason, like in the middle of the week, get derailed. Uh, what weirdly enough had apparently I've been bleeding out one of my ears. Um, yeah, we, it was just weird. And then like I, I had this like horrible experience with it, like an ear doctor. And um, I mean, they fixed my ears, but they were just like like not like they weren't telling me why I was bleeding and they were saying it wasn't bleeding kind of contradicting like what I had seen and what the, what I, another doctor had told me. But now I've like got like, I guess elevated levels of hearing. Like I've got like Matt Murdoch levels of hearing now. I'm like, I'm hearing things I haven't heard in years, but uh, Jeremy had, had accosted me on a topic. Um, something we had slight, I mean, it's something we always kind of, are in the orbit of, but not always completely address. Um, and I'll I'll pass the ball over to Jeremy to kind of get this one started. I have some thoughts. I think they'll work better on a back end. But Jeremy, how about you get, get us get us rolling on this? Yeah, um, you know, I really really started thinking about just kind of how things are going right now, just socially. Uh, especially here in the United States, it's, I mean, you can turn on the news and it's just like 
it, it's more intense than what it's than I, I can ever remember. Um, what I mean by that is like assault here, assault here, uh, gunshots, carjackings. Um, pe- I mean, people getting um, robbed on on like subways and nobody helping them. And I mean, like almost like a almost kind of like a breakdown in society right now. And so one of as not to be alarmist. Yeah, not not to be alarmist, but you know, especially with some of the other things, something. And I always pay attention to these kind of weird little things. Um, walked into a store the other day, and I never thought I'd ever see baby formula locked up. And well, I mean, that's yeah. due to the supply chain and things like that. But I mean, I've I've seen where people have gotten into fights because somebody bought a thing of baby formula and parent. The other parent didn't get there in time and they're just trying to feed their kid. I mean, that's, that's where things are at right now. And it's kind of scary. And so, well, I mean, scary, but it's just like, okay, these are things to be alert of, you know, definitely. And kind of what I brought up to John was, you know, how do we self check where we're at in our level of training in a level of awareness, what do we do? And it's not so much, I'll be perfectly honest, I don't have all the answers on this, but I can share some of the things that I do. Yeah. And I would love to have people comment on this episode, like left, left, right, inside out, upside down. I mean, how, how do you, how do you self check what you're doing, how you're training and what you're training in is effective. And if, how do you know it is? So. Yeah. And I think this goes down to, you can only be prepared for so much. Right. Um, I was, I was talking to somebody, somebody asked me yesterday is like, like what's karate where like, it's not like boxing. You don't actually teach the fighting. And I was like, well, the thing is, karate can do it can do a lot of different things. And one thing I brought up, especially from the um, American context, is that um, karate is like introduced, or at least for a while, was being introduced to like police as self defense, and is not always necessarily meant to kind of fuse in the way we think of like police work now, or like self defense in terms of like dealing with situations. There's a thought out there that's not necessarily wrong in saying that karate really can't prepare you for everything on the street. Right. Like really can't prepare you for that. Not saying that I don't necessarily agree with that, but I understand where people would come from from that perspective and saying yeah. straight up karate can't prepare you for that. It's something you do in a gym. Right. Well, I don't entirely adopt that view, but I understand it. Yeah. In in the preference that I kind of want to tag on to that that comment as well is like you can never I, I don't care who you are or what you're learning there's no way you can learn every situation that's going to pop up never yeah. I mean that's the bottom line I, I, I guess I'll just jump right in on kind of some of the things that I do sure 
some of the things that I do is it, it was one of another one of um, some the sorry just kept welcome going. to vocal recordings Jeremy sometimes this happens <laughs> you know. Um, one of the people that I trained with you know, many for several years, he said one of the instructors used to take him through activities where they would go through malls and shopping centers and pay attention to what people were doing and try to figure out what they're going to do ahead of time. Now, I'm not doing quite that, but I do pay attention to just people in general what they do, how, how, they, how they carry themselves. Um, specifically in, in shopping, shopping uh, centers or Costco or things like that. Public um, places. Huh? Public places. Yeah, I mean, yeah. I mean, not too many, but, but the thing that I th- think is very interesting is how utterly clueless some people become especially in costco but you know it's, i mean as as my kids like to call it big food you know that's where you go to get big food lots of money i mean no i mean where else can you go to get a box of you know 160 rice crispy treats in one time you know i mean it's like all right you know I'm not, i get that but I mean, you watch people walk in the middle of the aisle and not pay attention to anybody around them. They'll, Wegmans? Huh? You asked about where else could you do that? Wegmans? Wegmans. I guess this is an East Coast thing. Something uh, my dad, a place my dad used to go and just like, I bought in bulk. And like, he was just, you know, he never didn't live with us and sometimes would just be like, oh, I bought a lot of food in bulk. Here's food. Bye. I guess it was his like way of saying it's like I like yeah I'm still looking out for you. Look, I bought I bought all these like Rice Krispie treats from Wegmans. So oh like, okay yeah um I guess it, I guess is pri- probably prior to the Costco explosion, which has reached the shores of Japan though not not in terms of as many as you'd think, but like definitely in the major cities uh, there's at least one Costco. Hey. Hey, that's hey, that's all right. I, I can I can dig with that, but except not when there's a ton of people. But anyway, but anyway, that's beside the point. But I watch how utterly clueless some of these people are when they're going through there, and they'll just throw stuff in their carts or on their buggies or whatever, and it's just like, what in the heck are you gonna do with that? It's like. I mean, granted, I I get it. It's it's not my family or this that and the other thing, but it's it's like they'll run into other people to get something, and it's like, or to go to the food samples or or whatever. It's just like, good night, people. That that's one thing, and then the parking lot's a whole other deal. But anyway, that's beside the point. But I I just I I guess I I like to get tips as well as some of the things I do. But like some of the other things I do, like in preparation for that, I'll start looking at store shelves on staple goods. And you think, why is that? And I'm like, because if you're getting into a shortage of something 
and somebody needs it, what level of des desperation are they going to get into? You know, how far are they going to take their desperate need to get some product? I think we can flash back to actually one of our one of our episodes, one of our shortest episodes. I was talking about like when COVID first started. And you were talking to me about how people were like screaming and yelling and trying to get like toilet paper and whatnot. Yeah. Um. I mean, you'd have fistfights. That's in our track record here, actually. Weirdly enough. Yeah. But I mean, from from that, I started watching. Okay, like for the longest time, it was pet food. Now it's baby formula and pretty soon it's getting ready to be me. I mean, I'm watching some of the things that are going on with that. And then, I, I mean, talking to some friends of mine that that own farms around here, you know, I, I'm friends with some farmers and stuff like that. And they're like, there's a lot of shortage coming as far as corn, wheat, different staple goods like that that make you know, other goods, and it's like, when's that going to start showing up? So, not so much to get into, like, I don't want to get into, you know, prepper universe or anything like that. Yeah, that, that's but that's not where we're going. That, that, that's not where we're going. I, I don't want to do that, but I take notice of that to where it's like, when's that level of desperation from people going to kick in? Well. And, like I said, the, the cat food thing, the cat food thing was kind of interesting because, one, I'm not a fan of cats. I I mean, they're kind of cool. You know, when they're kittens, they're like, oh, they're just so cute and cute and fluffy, and you just kind of pet them and all that kind of stuff. You know, that's kind of cool. And they're the worst roommate in the world. Yes. Once, they, once they grow up, they're like the worst roommate in the world. Oh. annoy you for no reason, and then, and then like, they just expect you to give you <laughs> for you to give them everything. Oh, it's, I mean, I'm, we're we, firm yeah. pro dog on this podcast. Yeah. I mean, we, we had a cat and then I used to have a blind pug dog. Okay. Oh, something about me. I love pug dogs. Okay. I've had about eight, seven, eight of them throughout my life. Um, I had a blind pug dog and it was coming, the little blind pug dog was coming down the stairs one day, and the cat literally it was a Tom and Jerry episode. The cat stuck its paw out to trip the blind pug dog down the stairs. Mm -hmm. And it was just, I mean, literally, it's, you know, just, you know, and she gets up and she's barking, and she, you know, because of her eyesight was great, she runs right into a wall and starts barking at the wall. You know, it was just, it, it was like, oh my goodness. But, why anybody have a cat? I have no idea, but that's beside the point. The main thing was, is there was main, there's a huge shortage of cat food up until about last month. And I mean, people were coming in, they, they would go the aisle and then you just hear them just yell, you know, we ain't going to get this out. We ain't going to get that in. You know, and because yeah, as if the employee of, of any of any given chain store in the United States has any sort of control over any of that. Right. I mean, yeah. I mean, it's... Very, very, or anywhere else, for that matter. Well, I mean, there, there is a little 
control, but not much. I mean, yeah, from like a managerial you, perspective, you, but like right. you're just a regular dude like pushing a cart, like you ain't got no control over that. <laughs> no, no, I mean, you know, and and I I see that piece, you know, people were getting angry about that. I, I see the thing with baby formula. That one's different. I'm watching parents. I, this is no joke. I've watched parents come in to try to get baby formula. There's none on the shelves, and they'll just start break down crying. And that's a different different emotion that's going on. But I mean, how? Where is that going to lead to? You know, and what what do you need to prepare for people that are that desperate? So, um, well, that, that, that that's kind of the stuff that I and and I, I just take note and what what's short and things like that. And, but anyway, that's well, and it comes down to like if we can provide an image here. Um, I think most people, this is what most people have of an image of somebody who does karate is where like the patience and the, the virtue of patience, like, and the virtue of like being like in the very least a stable, a stabilizing force around you. That doesn't necessarily mean like using like the physical stuff that we, that we do. That right. means like using, using, using like this social, this is as much about social acumen. And as much about like situational acumen that supposedly is supposed to be connected to that. And I feel either culturally or kind of misunderstood culturally um, how how people perceive, uh, you know, you know, it's like the meditative, you know, supposed monk. Right, is supposed to be like the one who stops everything. No, this is just about social acumen, being able to read the situation, um, being able to to easily, uh, not easily, but being able to, you know, be the right person for the for the situation, right? And that may either mean commenting, not commenting, right? Yeah. Um, being that stable, okay, and stabilizing force around others, which is hard to ask of anybody. But I mean, this is the thing that that training is supposed to lead to, right? Yeah. Not necessarily full contact fighting, but like making sure that that doesn't happen. Yeah, exactly. So, yeah, exactly. It's like the one yeah. one thing I said to somebody way back, not way back, but I guess a couple of years ago when I was teaching someone privately and some person was a shorter stature, and they were like what's one thing I should do? And it's like, I'm like, say hello to somebody. I mean, it's like, if you're walking down the street and you're worried about somebody mugging you or worried about someone like, like going crazy or something like that, say hello to them. That will shake them. That will probably give you time to, to kind of walk away. Because even though that's like, you're not attacking them, you're not hitting them. You know, how many, how many times do people say hello to other or greet others on the street? Greet people they don't know. Yeah. Right. And in, in, in a situation where you're like, that person could hurt me, you just say hello. And you say hello, like that that could like shake that person and be like, what? And that shows that person's not actually paying attention. That person's not going to hurt you. That person's not a threat. And it gives you, gives you a kind of like radius to to walk away from the situation or like, okay, you've, you, that person knows you, you know where they are. Yeah. So in kind of in your, I don't know, social compass or in your locational compass, you can kind of 
at least know that person's not going to be be an issue. Yeah, and and I'd, I'd tie on the whenever you do it, make eye contact hmm. because at that point it's like boom, and they know they know there's a connection between the two of you, and therefore, yeah. Um, but yeah, I'm I'm very situational aware. The other thing is, is like one of the other things I'm I do out out and, out and about is I look at how like I'll pick somebody and I'll watch how they walk and how they carry themselves, how they move. And it's like, okay, I get a, okay, this person's right hand dominant. This person does this, you know, I mean, that's kind of what I try to do, whether they're a threat or not, it just kind of keeps my mind sharp while I'm out and stuff. And, the other thing near where I where I work at, there's I wouldn't say homeless, I'd say transient people. People who are transient. Because very, very close to where I work at, there's a large rail yard. And people jump on those rail cars and go. I mean like the old hobos. Like and really? they do. Oh yeah. It's it's pretty it's pretty interesting watching them just kind of you can just watch them through the rail yard and just like I mean they'll just scampy off and see a open rail car boom they're they're in and they're gone to wherever so but I mean in the meantime while they're there I mean they're gonna try and find food they're gonna try and I mean, I haven't run into any that have been mean, but I'm not going to not pay attention to it and stuff. So, well, I mean, that's an entirely different issue, right? Whether right. or not like of like how of how, you know, I, I wouldn't want to make, make any kind of unfounded comment here. But the the issue, the issue there, especially in the United States, is really, really dark and it's getting darker for yes. no for no real reason um when it could but it is a social problem that should be dealt with on at a social but political level and unfortunately it's being just you know the bare minimum of course they're going to do this because why would why would they do anything else but not to help people and i've spent i spent a lot of time in my youth trying to help those people and most of the time it does not end up in a violent manner most people believe right believe it will most of those people most of those people just essentially are disenfranchised and and so what i always say is just it's the same situation just say hello and and just just and and it's there's nothing wrong with talking to those people there's like obviously people with issues right and but again it goes in that situation where it's like you have to be be that you have to be that stabilizing force force where you are right if that's where what your training means right yeah Yeah. i mean we we, we've actually had instances where people that have come off these rail cars have either jumped through our fences or whatever and then taken fleet vehicles and stuff like that and therefore they're gone you know so it's you know it's whatever but 
the people that I've run into that are that are just homeless and around the area, yeah, I I have not had any issues. It's just okay. What what's this person's agenda? What what do they want to do? I mean, it, or do they have some type of intent involved? I mean, and, and it's specifically that 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 branch of transient uh, people. So we. I've run into a couple that are really, really nice. And, you know, they'll just sit down and, you know, at the gas station and eat stuff. And, you know, they may ask for water or whatever. You know, it's no big deal. Okay, not a problem. But then you got other people that maybe they have something else in mind. So, well, that's where, like, you like see people in the, again, I go back to that image of the person who's supposed to be the stabilizing force in this situation right right? because what what you do could and could affect where that person like goes right Right. if you're if you are going to be going to be a person who essentially puts somebody out you could lead to somebody coming back at you right yeah not saying that will happen but it could but if you're somebody to at least be kind of like that stabilizing force around around others right um i think that's that that is one thing i come to i come back to i think a lot of people try to when they when they talk about people who've done martial arts training to do that situational awareness because i mean it's not just even like the physical training in that regard because the physical training could be something that helps it could be something that doesn't help yeah um i I was just thinking of something else uh, this is kind of funny, but um, oh, this happened a couple months ago. I was in one of the gas stations. There was an argument breaking out inside the gas station, you know, in the convenience mart or whatever you want to call it. And so I'm, I'm like, okay, I gotta get over there. How do I, how do I get over there without either causing more friction or whatever? So I kind of thought about what, uh, what Sensei Oyata did, you know. And so all of a sudden I start creating just kind of a fake limp and just kind of limp through over there. Oh, excuse me. So sorry. I don't mean to break up your conversation. You know, oh, no problem. You know, and what was funny is right after that, they kind of broke up and went away. But, you know, I wasn't trying that. I was just trying to get over. I think it was just to use the bathroom or whatever. I had to go on the other side of the as a convenience mark, but yeah, you know, I just started doing this little fake little limp, and it's like, you know, the little things of, can give you time. It, it is, we can call the episode the title of this episode "The Little Things That Create Time" because, like, yeah. it yeah. because it's just those things. Like, it, it, it's interesting you bring this up because I was thinking about this the other day, and in kind of a negative sense is like, how many of these like little tricks and and nonsense things. Do you hear like karate people pedal and like people will be like, yeah, I can't use that in self-defense. Can't use that in full contact fight. Yet, yet, yet there's, there's application for them in the right situation. Right. I mean, you know, I mean, Grant's old saying was that 101% of all statistics are made, made up numbers, you know, but it's, (laughs) it's, You know, if you just get in somebody's head just a little bit, you create enough of a buffer to kind of either calm things down or take care of whatever you need to take care of. And it doesn't have to be, 
didn't have to be technique wise and stuff. Well, it's not even being in someone's head. It's like it's just making some form of a connection with someone where like you're 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 I don't want to say being seen or something like that or whatever that kind of nomenclature is these days, which I'm, I don't even get what they're talking about when they say that. But it's just more a matter of like, all right, like, I, I know you're there. You know, I'm here. That's that. Like, you yeah. know, <clears throat> there's nothing more that needs to happen. Yeah. And it actually helps that people do that rather than not. And I, I weirdly enough, I learned this from customer service. Like I learned a lot of that from a lot of those cues from just like sitting behind a counter at a counter at a place. And that's where a lot of like when I was younger, I had like learned like all this like self-defense stuff. And then it was like sitting behind a counter being like, all right, what would give me the time? What would happen if somebody came at me from like these angles? Right. Mm-hmm. What would I need to do to stop people from doing something yeah. just from like being essentially being barricaded behind a count behind a, like a circular counter and like not being able to do anything quickly. You, right? you know, it, it's interesting. You, you bring that up. I mean, you know, I, I have shifted my focus from doing that as to looking at people and like, I wonder what they're thinking about. I wonder how I can make connection with them on just something else other than, you know, like, Here's an example. At the grocery store, what was it? I, I do I do most of the grocery shopping, so I, I do a lot of the cooking in the house, but that's okay. Um but I noticed was that one lady was was just buying steaks left and right one day. And I just told her it's like, you got a major cookout going on or what what's going on? You know, I I'm just just kind of asked her what, what was what was that up? I'm like, wow, that's a lot of stinks, you know. It's just something passing. And you're right, it did just kind of shake her. And it was just like, well, you know, we got this, 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 and this. I was like, oh, okay, cool. You know, but it was something to totally get that connection like you're talking about. And and I think I think that's a lot of what a lot of what our self-protection, self, self-defense really gets on or counts on is is how we connect. I mean, it's not just a not just a right cross. I mean, it's just it, you know part of it is is like Sensei Oyata used to say: use whatever you got to use to give yourself enough time to do what you got to do. Which does not always mean hitting, which does not exactly. always mean like, like, like punching in the gut. But I mean, that's that. I mean, that is, as, I mean, this is the issue. And this is, this is kind of goes back to, back to some things we've been talking about before, where it's like when people say like, what is the use of karate? And then we see things where it's like, people are like, well, tie the guy down and punch him in the gut or something like that. And then like, that'll make him strong enough for this, that, and the other. When it's just like you can learn just as much in terms of like dealing with situations socially um, as much as like doing stuff in the dojo. Now, should you does that mean you trade one for the other? No. no. Right. You you do both. Yeah. I mean, yeah, they they do go together, believe it or not, even though we're talking more of the social aspect of it now. Yeah. 
But I think knowing how people move, understanding this kind of stuff brings another level of awareness. And then I think, okay, once you start getting into things, it's like, okay, how do I take that level of awareness to another step? And that's obviously in the social realm. So, which is which is funny because if you think about the kind of the psychology of people who do martial arts, a lot of like the people who aren't just there because it's something they can do on a Tuesday or Friday night, like it, a lot of them are like, this is a good conversation for eh, a different topic, but like a lot of people are loners. Or a lot of people are like very like singular. A lot of guys, at least I think from our space and the generation who's learned karate have been like people who are very singular, people who are not like necessarily the most socially apt, right? People who are like, okay, like weren't like big with team sports, weren't big with like necessarily like being a part of all of that. Um, I know you were big into basketball when you were in high school, but like that doesn't like necessarily mean like everybody, a lot of people I knew who like did karate, like weren't into those other things. So, uh, and they most, ended up being, Oh good. Yeah. M- most, most of I see are were like football. Usually football is usually the one that usually seems to prevail. Most of like need team sports. A lot of them were a part of. Um, wrestling, you know, I mean, wrestling, but wrestling's not really a team sport, you know. Yeah. And, so, like, and I mean, I think that's culturally a Missouri thing. Not saying that the rest of the states doesn't have that, but it's like a lot of, a lot of people in my generation were like, if they were doing karate, they really weren't doing the other stuff. Like, they really weren't also doing like the other sports that are around them. Yeah. Um, maybe but, they did when they were younger or something, but like, a lot of them had like seen seen martial arts as that singular thing, which would make them look antisocial. Right. And they weren't, but like. But you know, it is funny. I mean, think about this: how social are most of the people in karate with each other? Yeah. <laughs> I mean, it's like you know, it's kind of like oh boy. that's an ego, that's an ego issue. Well, um, not, not so much that, but I mean. You know, it's, you know, I go back to, I never thought I'd use a quote from Shrek, but it's like, you know, wow, it talks. Yeah, it's getting him to shut up's the problem. I mean, it, it's <laughs> almost like, I mean, how, how many times have we, you know, celebrated like belt, belt ceremonies and stuff like that? And then afterwards, I mean, we're up till two, three o'clock in the morning just shooting the bull with each other, you know, just. Yeah. yeah. And I, I think that. I mean, yeah, yeah, and that's that. That's a different. That's a, I mean, that celebration, and it's a little different. But I mean, but, it's interesting that. Oh, go ahead, yeah. But I mean, it does bring out people who are loners to where they are socially, no longer social invalids, I guess. But you know, yeah. it's like, you know, and I mean, they start understanding people as well, and I think that's, I think that's part of it as well too. So. Well, and and it's interesting that like a lot of the, I think that that's something that's symptomatic of kind of recent years um, where people are kind of lacking in like community and then like people are like, like, thanks to a lot of different things like social media, like the Internet age, you know, now with like COVID is even kind of intensified. This is that we're farther and farther away from like a, just a local community 
being a part of any anything, feeling closer to anything, really. Um, and then sometimes this is the thing that I liked about karate was like when I was a kid was like it it was another group I could be a part of that wasn't generally with those other things I was with. Um, but it was it was weird. I remember I was eighteen and I was invited to a dinner with a bunch of other people at a seminar and I was like, oh wow, I like was eighteen, so it was like, was I a child? Was I not a child? Like I was like technically not, but I was still like super young and just like being around people and like seeing how casual everyone was it was like wow i guess i was in like with people who weren't that casual or weren't that like didn't didn't you know it didn't translate right with the people i was working with that time like on being on that social level being that person to be that calming force um I think that's one thing we can kind of take away from this discussion is like, you know, you don't the the little tricks of, of karate, the kind of the mental and the social training is just as important as the physical, and especially yeah. in this day and age. Um, yeah. With and, going on. And I mean, we we talk about the you know physical side of it, but I mean, you're dealing with people outside of the dojo, so there has to be the social aspect involved in one way, shape or form, you know? Mm-hmm. And I mean, whether it's de-escalation or escalation, you know, um, you know, one, one of the, you know, I, it's interesting. We're talking about this, but um, I remember when I used to work security for, uh, Arrowhead Stadium or for, for the Kansas City Chiefs. Um, this basically, I was a bouncer in the biggest bar in Kansas City on Sundays. But um, the guy I was working Jeremy's, with. Uh, <laughs> Jer- Jeremy's uh, Roadhouse stint, <laughs> as it were. I, 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 Did you live I, in a farmhouse? Did you have in, multiple cars that you drove around in? In Kansas City, is not that backwoods all right come on man i mean just because you're flying in and you see cows out in the pasture along the runway it doesn't mean much but hey that's all right but i've flown into kansas city many times jeremy and i can say i have never seen that there's a farm just off off to the one of the runways and and yeah there there are cows every once in a while when you fly in here yeah, I don't know. I don't know how it's going to be with the new airport, but anyway, that's. But anyway, um, but one of the guys I was working with, and basically he was the one that trained me. You know, I was going to go into law enforcement, and a couple acts happened out there, and I'm like, I do not want to see this every day. I I just that that was me. I I felt like I would really mess with who I was. But the guy said, you know, you will get much further if you're able to communicate and talk with people than going up to people and just automatically blowing a situation up. And then all of a sudden you got a fight on your hands just like that. It's never a good thing. Be nice. It's a job. No, I mean, he goes, you know, it's not. You don't have to be nice, but it's like a lot of times people, even when they're drunk, they just want to be heard. You know, and 
that, that probably got us out of that probably got us out of a lot of altercations, but, but yeah. yeah, I mean, and, and this is why I don't. It's interesting you, you kind of went back and said like you didn't want want that to affect your personality because you're always having to be that stabilizing force. Right. Yeah, um, it, know, it, it can it can it can really 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 mess you up after a certain after a certain like if that becomes your job like you're on ten twenty or ten or eight ten hours a day with that. Yeah, and I'll I'll, I'll just tell you the, the actual event that really to this day. I mean, it, it, I have a hard time even going out to a cheese game anymore just due to do this because if i walk past this area it brings back brings back that memory and i'll, I'll never forget was it one night we had to uh we had to pull out a 16 year old girl out of a out of a limo that od'd on i i think i know what it was but Man. I, I i could be i could be completely wrong but she od'd and that was like you know, with the uh, Kansas City Police Department that was there, they're like, "Yeah, this this happens more than you think." And it's like, yeah, I I just didn't. I don't want. I know that happens. I don't want to deal with that on a daily basis. That's just something that drove me. I I had a hard time coming back to work after that. And so. Yeah. But you know. It, I mean, it's. I'm glad I learned it there instead of, you know, being in a job that I would have hated. You know, when people are trying to count on me. So. Yeah, I think that that goes in kind of like that kind of. You know, when I say karate's supposed to prepare you for that, it's not a 24/7 type of a deal. And I think that's where people get a lot of people wrong when they do say you do karate, like you're supposed to know all of this. No, because they're still humans. Yeah. Right. And like they're not like that doesn't transform you. It just means you're probably better prepared to, to handle that situation at that time. But yeah. that doesn't mean over a sustained period of time, that's not going to be like you're not supposed to handle it. 24 7 or even on a regular basis it's only supposed to happen like once or twice and kind of like that said um i can speak as a as somebody who's a te- as someone who's a teacher like you can kind of go on autopilot with it because you know you're not always trying to break stuff up and this is the thing where i especially, especially i think about this now because i'm older now um then like, when i initially started like if you yell and scream at a kid right it does not help you. It might help you in that moment to stop a situation. Um, but it's like what I've seen people yell and scream at a kid for like 10 or 15 minutes and get in their face and, and whatnot. Like, okay, that kid's going to come to school the next day. And you're still going to have to deal with them. Yeah. Right? Like, you're not going to be able to deal with them well, like, going forward. Like, it's it's not going to work. Even if you try to smooth things over, it's not going to work. So you need to like know when you strategically use that and only use it when like and but most of the time you're supposed to to kind of unify the unify the situation, right? You're not yeah. supposed to to harm the situation. Yeah. Um 
and it's a lesson I think most people have to learn the hard way um, to speak to your situation, which you just talked about, um, kind of, but kind of in a less kind of harsher way. But cool. Anything else we want to we want to touch on there? No, I'm, I think uh, I'm, I think it's definitely been an interesting conversation. I think, I, like I said, I'd love to see what people comment on it. I mean, I think that's. That's really what I'd like to see. Cool. Cool. Well, Jeremy, what's going on with you you this week in terms of training? Um, Getting back to basics. Just that. And I'm also starting to teach my son a little bit on stick fighting and stuff like that. So that's been kind of, that's been kind of fun. So. Cool. Cool. Yeah. I'm just trying to roll into summer here and then, I'm gonna try to assemble a bag correctly this time, and hopefully, uh, you know, hope for the best there. Oh, cool, Jeremy. Thanks for bringing up that topic. It actually turned out real great. Thank you for always joining me. Thanks everybody for listening. Don't forget to keep on training.